This is all just more smoke and mirrors bullshit. A publicity stunt from the climate change cranks trying to spook their gullible donors into coughing up a bit more money. I'm talking about this nice, cozy cabal with their mainstream media pals and the Washington elites. Mark my words, they'll be using this to justify telling you how you're supposed to live your lives. And it's all a goddamn lie! Welcome to the Malbulge. This is Regarding Spawn, the world's best Spawn podcast. I'm your co-host, John Fisher. And I'm your co-host, David Williams. And I have a CGI face to make myself look younger. Um, you can tell we spent a oh, lot of good... Oh, nice. You got one of those? Yeah, oh, we spent so much money on it. I'm uh, debuting it here so that way our listeners can see how good I look with it on there. Um you're... I was scared, man, because I thought they were going to go there in Mission Impossible, like the new one, Dead Reckoning, part one. Sorry, Mission Impossible, <laughs> colon, Dead Reckoning, colon, part one, period. Part um, period. I, I thought they were going to go there because they had a flashback and they just didn't show his face, but I was like, are they going to go there with Tom a Cruise? Period? I'm like, they can't do a that. A period on the end of part one? Wow. No, I don't think there's really oh, a period. Oh, okay. That'd be okay. funny. <laughs> I was going to say, damn. Damn, that's a definitive ending for a part one. <laughs> Um, I could Period. see. I could see uh, Tom Cruise not being, um, not appreciating the quality of the CGI they had, and being like, "You can't make me fucking look like that. That looks stupid." Cut it. He would say, "Like I look the same." <laughs> I think he would just be like, "I still look the same." What are you talking about? Yeah, that's like, true. I think that's what he would yeah. say. But if it made it, you must be talking about Indiana Jones Five. Eh? Oh yeah, I might be. I might be. Or, or if you are uh, my old manager, uh, Indiana Jones Four, because he doesn't. <laughs> he likes to pretend that the Crystal Skull doesn't exist. <laughs> it's funny because this one had different problems than Crystal Skull, but uh, I guess on the whole, I like it better. It had. It had. Um, yeah, it had. It, it had its problems. But the the problems it had that were Crystal Skull-like, like, Crystal Skull was like, the audience is going to fucking love this. Like, you could feel them sitting there being like, the audience is going to fucking love this. We're going to make it go forever. Uh, but in this one, when they thought that the audience might like something, they were like, let's make it very short and very sweet. And if they love it, they love it. And if they don't, then we can just be like, eh, it's just an Indiana Jones thing. So, uh... Yeah, it felt very old school. Like, I don't know, like, the plot was like, I love that, like, the end was just, like, the good guys and the bad guys walking to the same place. Yeah. Like, that's how I think of Indiana Jones movies. It's, like, usually how they end. Yeah. Yeah, it's... And Indiana Jones usually has little consequence on the actual finale. Usually the people end up killing themselves yeah. somehow. Yeah, he just he just kind of, like, wanders around the edge and is stealing <laughs> it's stuff. like, oh... They were, they were carpenters or something <laughs> like that. Penitent, I don't know. Penitent man. Penitent man. He was before God. They were interdimensional beings. <laughs> no, it, that was a little more. That wasn't quite Harrison Ford. Yeah, I don't know no, that, that was. That was, that was, that was uh, 
I think you got some some leakage from that toy portal going on, Johnny. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. No leakage. <laughs> Stop that up right now. Go buy some go buy some weather stripping and uh and leave it. But yeah, Indiana Jones 5, not terrible. Yeah, dial a destiny. Dial it in. It's, dial it in on streaming if you didn't catch it. It's it's ridiculousness wasn't as ridiculous as as Crystal Skull. It was still a little like what the but it was. I was a little worried. I was a little worried at the beginning to tie it all together. Just there was like so much CG face, and it just like wasn't quite good enough. Yeah, but then as soon as as soon as it comes into whatever they considered the present day of the movie, they just cut it. So yeah, yeah. what are you like eighty? <laughs> yeah, what are you like? It's like yes, actually, I am in this one. I am eighty. Uh, Wanda has for years. Uh, every time Harrison Ford comes up. Um, she's, she's just like immediately girlfriend needs a facelift. <laughs> yeah. He's look, he's falling down. It's all those years in hyperspace on the Falcon. All, all those years the, uh, crashing his own hobby planes. <laughs> that too, or crashing the Falcon or getting crushed by a door. My favorite story about the force awakens one where he got his legs stuck under the Falcon door is like JJ Abrams, like. Like pull, got a like pulled his back muscles like because he like ran and tried to save him and tried to lift the door off of him. I'm like, oh JJ, I'm sure he was very very. God, I can't imagine that day on set that Harrison Ford's legs get crushed in the middle of filming Force Awakens. I bet people lost their minds. Oh man, I bet. How the fuck did this happen? <laughs> yeah, that's a. Uh... That couldn't have been a couldn't have been a good day. Well, speaking of losing our minds, uh, I had to read Spawn three hundred seven twice, <laughs> and I feel like I've lost my mind. Well, well uh, I mean, it does it does come out of a uh, it's the follow up to a story where what Spawn's mind is transported to somebody else's brain. So yeah, yeah, it can it can take you out of your brain a little bit. Yeah, it took me out. The goal of today is you're going to explain this issue to me. <laughs> I don't know if I've... It's been really hot in Chicago recently, so I don't know if I'm just like... My my brain gets fried when it's hot and I can't like understand oh, things. Yeah. I think that's why I like summer popcorn movies and the cold movie theater works so well for me because oh, yeah. it's just like, uh, oh, yeah. oh it's, yeah. It is <laughs> definitely like high brain soup season. Um, the fall is you eat soup and the summer is your brain is soup. Oh, so there's there's always a soup. That's what they mean by seasonal soup is whether it's the food or your brains. <laughs> and then there's always another soup. And then springtime, the soup is the ground because it's just oh gosh. Oh, especially in Chicago. Oh man. Yeah. Oh man, especially now. Uh, it's been a soupy. It's been a soupy summer. It's been a very soupy summer. We hit our single day maximum uh, or single day high uh, precipitation. Uh, record at like noon on a day that it rained until like six in the evening. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! So, uh, yeah, everybody I know keeps like sharing pictures of, pictures of their flooded basements, and uh, wow, it's it's been wild. It's been a real weird summer. Almost, almost like, almost like uh, all this heat and water, like it's uh, I don't know, something's going on with the climate. Yeah. It's almost like that. Yeah, it's almost I don't know. Maybe. I don't I don't know, Johnny. We did we did just hear I'm from no us. scientist. I'm more Brock the Shock Fennel type guy, so we'll we'll have to have him on the show later to give a give us his two cents. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what he thinks about all this flooding and heat waves. I wonder I you know, there's no way to know. No, no, definitely not. 
He's he's never he's never railed against environmentalists he's, or anything. He's a like that. he's a blank wall until he opens his mouth, so you can't you can't tell anything. <laughs> never you never know what he's gonna say. <laughs> that is to say, welcome everyone to regarding Spawn. Uh, we are covering as usually two issues from Spawn's universe, two mainline Spawns. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Boom boom. Even though one is kind of out of the main story a little bit or pulled out. Uh, this is, so first up is issue 307, mm-hmm. all the way back from June 2020. So there was two months there where there were no spawn. Yeah, I bet, I bet it was hard to get it done without being able to go into, into the office. Right, it was, it was COVID and like no one knew how to adapt. I forgot how those first two months like kind of, no one did anything. It was messed up, Johnny. <laughs> I forgot. But like, yeah, I forgot those first two months, like no one did anything. And then summer came and they're like, all right, you're back. And everyone's like, oh, should we be back? Yeah. And yeah. Well, because because it was like everybody, everything shut down for two weeks and then we'll be fine. Um, And then just like two weeks turned into four. And then like we kept hearing stories about those two months, those people in China who went home for the the Lunar New Year celebrations and then were still having to stay on their childhood, the the floor of their childhood home four months later because they haven't been allowed to leave their hometown. (laughs) Oh, no, no. Oh, man. That would not be fun. That would not be fun. I could not imagine. You know what else is not fun is Spawn 307. <laughs> I'm kidding. I just, I'm not a big fan of this Prophecy of Death arc we just got. But yeah, that's our first issue up is 307 mm-hmm. uh, with Raptor and Spawn. Second, our more modern issue is all the way back from May 2023. Uh, Spawn 341. Uh, and it kicks ass. It does. It's a lot of fun. It's so good. Spawn's just been a really good serialized comic story. Every week just kind of moves the story along a little more. And it's exciting to see where it goes. And it's juggling multiple balls and plot lines really well. So, Because we know, we know Johnny loves juggling. He's a... Uh, I love... I'm a, jug, I'm a ball man. He's out there, he's out there with his, his uh, devil sticks and his... Uh, Nope, his not anymore. Pens. No, no, the isn't that what they call the the sticks with oh, the yeah. things? Aren't those devil sticks? <laughs> yes, you're thinking, yes. You're I was thinking, thinking of the devil sticks of my jewel. You were thinking of death sticks. Yeah, listen, listeners, this is the first, it's a historic episode of Respawn. It's the first episode that I, John Fisher, am recording without vaping um, because I quit. Woo! And you should too because nicotine is... A really addictive drug that you shouldn't take because it'll control your life and uh, maybe ruin it. I'm, I don't know. Has it ruined your life, Johnny? It hasn't ruined my life. <laughs> I mean, it, I would definitely. I wish I had all the money back I spent on nicotine. That's for fucking sure. That is an. That is probably the best selling point for. Uh... That is the best selling point. I mean, honestly, like vaping. I don't know. It's never made me feel. I don't feel like I felt when I smoked cigarettes. Like it was definitely a better option. And that was years and years and years ago. I haven't smoked cigarettes in forever, mm-hmm. but the money is the big thing. Cause I can buy more spawn with it. I was thinking about how much spawn I could get. I, I have long maintained, uh, whenever I hear an amount of money, just being like, you know how many comic books you can buy for that? <laughs> and now it has morphed to, do you know how many spawn comics I can buy with that? Because you can, you can buy slightly more spawn comics than regular comics. For whatever amount of money it is, because they're still only three dollars a piece. Yeah, it's basically like buy four get one free. Yeah. If you think you're, about it, you're cause... losing money by not buying Spawn, Johnny. 
I know. I know. I got to go back. I got to go back and buy some. Now that I'm not buying jewels, I can go like, man, maybe I'll follow that, that, uh, that night terror event. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. That was... There's so many books for that. Have you seen any books? Yeah. There yeah. Cause every, what, like every, I think almost every <laughs> book that they have has two issues in it. And it's, it's, and then just every character. They have a Zatanna one. Like they said, I almost yeah. got that. They have like everybody. I mean, I, I sat there and I counted off the checklist and it's going to be like a hundred, a hundred and ten dollars for each month no. just for those books on top oh of whatever books you get for those. And it's like, man, oh, I'm totally gonna, I'm totally gonna try to get the library to buy that omnibus when it comes out though. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm curious. Yeah. I want to see the horror stuff. It, it looks fun, yeah. but yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily want to buy, maybe I'll pick up a Superman. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, cause maybe I'll just pick up the two main books, cause, yeah, cause yeah, I was, curious. I was like, man, this looks bitchin', and then like, each, each, each successive, successive title that they say that's gonna cross over, and I'm like, oh man, I still really want to read it, but like, like the Matt, like the Matthew Rosenberg Joker's nightmare where he just works in a cubicle, <laughs> hilarious, hilarious. That sounds awesome. And it's the that's the guy who writes Wildcats, so you know it's gonna be good. Oh, he's great. Wildcats cracks me up. Uh, I, did I mention it on this on the podcast or just face to face that Matthew Rosenberg uh, once wrote a uh, a book for Black Mask? Um, so it was like a creator owned thing called Four Kids Walk Into a Bank, and it was kind of Stranger Thingy, Thingsy, kind of Gooniesy. Uh, it hit that that real good. 80s child nostalgic sweet spot. Uh, it was real fun. It was real fun. If you find four kids cool. walking to a bank, read it. It's excellent. I'll check it out. Yeah, I love his Wildcats. It's like the best like crazy 80s, 90s movie. You could like a crazy 90s movie in the best way, and but a little self aware. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um. So so why don't we bust open our uh, issue number one of Wildcats uh, and okay yeah start, yeah please can we do that <laughs> oh, oh man uh, please no I'm kidding I'm sorry I'm sorry to Philip Tan and Tom McFarlane it's just I love Spawn obviously I love fucking Spawn this is the fucking fiftieth episode of my Spawn podcast and I just don't <laughs> like these two issues <laughs> real real stinkers as we say. Uh, um, I do believe that Overt Kill would describe them as uh, green and what's poopy. What's the, what does he say? Oh, like the green kind. It's like the green and it's like nasty or gooey. Oh, Lord Almighty, it help gooey? us! I don't remember. Fuck, man. There's some real stinker issues of Spawn, but and in every life a little bad issue of spawn must fall i guess so <laughs> it's our penance yeah, for having true. all this good shit coming out every week oh man such good shit coming out every week now though oh yeah no i mean and think about that though like think about that this would've been 2 months without spawn <laughs> that would be even worse than being at home at the beginning of lockdown with i hope this spawn issue is real good and holds me over yeah you're waiting you're <laughs> waiting like, two months the, after 306 just like rubbing your hands together <laughs> and then 307 comes out and you're like i waited two months for this they didn't have the compendiums out then so you couldn't even be buying those yeah no and like i think i think the trade paperbacks only covered up to like what mid 270 
270s or something like that. Yeah, it was like when Jason Sean Alexander started is when they started like putting them out again, I think, or at least. Although I guess made them easy to find. I guess that was around. The, I don't know if they. I don't know if they made them the whole time. I don't think they did. Uh, they had done a couple of humble bundles around that time too. So, so oh, okay. I think I think or... 2020 there was a another humble bundle. Um. Oh, okay. A spawn humble. Yeah. Humble spawn. Humble spawn bundle. I'm still pissed that I didn't get that one because if they don't start putting out the next trade paperback soon, Johnny, I'm gonna have nothing to read for four or five episodes. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Because because between three fifteen, um, I think can't you I, get them from the library. Uh, not uh, I guess I could get single issues from Hoopla. That's what I'll have to do. That's what I was thinking. That's what I'll have to do. That's a good idea, Johnny. Thank you. Hey, I almost I, I almost forgot know, about occasionally. The, I almost forgot about the freaking library, dude. Don't 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 ever forget the library. Have you, have you been to the the downtown library here in Chicago? The Harold Washington yes. Library Center. It's, it's impressive. It's amazing. It's amazing. You can like re- you can like get it on a list to like use a three D printer. There's like rehearsal rooms. There's like yeah, like I think they practice even have, rooms. I think they even have like recording studios. I think Chance the Rapper did a lot of stuff there before. Because uh, the story about Chance the Rapper is he used to go to Jones College Prep in the South Loop and got uh, suspended for like two weeks for having weed. And during his suspension, he was like, I'm just going to write some raps. Um, and now we have Chance the motherfucking rapper. So, uh, Jones Hell Prep, yeah, thank- your loss. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Man. In our game. Oh, damn it. I ran out of steam, which I think means we now have to <laughs> talk about that. We're going into 307. <laughs> Let's do it. Oh, Let's talk about the boy, covers. Talk about the covers. All right, so, Johnny, this is this mm-hmm. is exciting. So I have been reading in the trade paperback Spawn Aftermath, which covers 302 to 307. Yes, yes, yes. I have been, that's what I've been reading. But after we we separated out those issues for the couple of lots we bought, I also have two physical issues of Spawn 307. You do? I do. I do. So, so let's. Where'd you get them? From you. Oh yeah, from the box. From the I box. forgot. <laughs> How many three hundred seven? So I have two copies of three hundred seven. We got three hundred seven. We're rich. <laughs> we got three hundred seven fever. Man, it's almost like three hundred seven could be the one that we start handing out for. Uh, <laughs> for uh, I'm not handing this shit out. <laughs> leave it on the bus, Johnny. <laughs> um, so so we've got what? How many? It says that there are three covers: Todd McFarlane, Francesco Matina, and Philip Tan. Um, yes. Or at least th- three artists. So I have... Correct. I have, sitting in front of me, the Matina cover. That's got... Yes. World record-breaking comic at the top, and Prophecy of He's Death feeling Death sassy! Death. Feeling sassy. It's got, it's got like, a little, like, looks like a stamp. Our comeback will be bigger than our setback. Uh, hashtag back the comeback, TM. Very exciting. It's... It's an all natural owl. It's an all natural owl. And then in the, the bottom corner, there's a little a little round symbol. It says Todd McFarlane Productions, 1992 to 2020. So our comeback will be bigger than our setback. It's a bitchin' cover, I'm not gonna lie. It's real good. It's actually the image that they used for the cover of the trade paperback that this issue appears in. Oh, cool. So that's it's got kind of an all all natural owl there. He's not yeah, it does. quite um, the, the trade paperback actually has, 
the all natural owl more centered, so there's more fire and uh, rock okay. pillars on his right side. So it's, oh, it's oh, so a there's a more... big it like expands beyond the frame. Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty cool. Well, I have that as well. Uh huh. And I also have a C cover. This is the B, the Todd McFarlane Philip Tam B cover. Okay. So I also have the B cover. Okay. Uh, does it have the trade dress on it? Yes. Well, I have that. It's got the trade dress. I have that color or cover, but it's virgin. Oh wow! Yeah. So it's got the the raptor and the Al Simmons just standing there with the chains going whoopty 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 whoopty. David, there's a fourth cover. Here we go again. <laughs> oh man! Okay. Hit me with it. It's a blank Spawn issue three hundred seven blank cover. Oh Jesus Christ! It goes for like a thousand dollars. What a blank cover for a thousand dollars! A blank cover. Okay, I'm gonna look this up again because I found all that cool info on it last time. Oh man, if this is gonna be something like it was, it was a like a proofread copy that accidentally got put on the actual paper, and so it's the only one that exists. And they were like, "Yeah, we could make it a collector's item." I'm gonna. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to do something. That's hilarious. Is Spawn black or white? That's hilarious. That popped up. What? <laughs> <laughs> on Google. Well, well, on, sp- they uh, obviously said, haven't said, read Spawn issue 307 three. blank. Yeah, they obviously have because uh, he's both. Because uh, I, I don't know if y'all remember from way back in. Hold on. Let me see what episode it was. It was uh, Episode number four where we covered the, the, start- or the uh, startling reveal of, but I'm a black man. In Spawn 3, when he becomes Jim Downing for the first time with his <laughs> fucking, fucking starched and ironed pants. <laughs> and, uh, and then we get to meet, we get to meet the scruffy, scruffy little dog for the first time. Uh, nothing but the blank one. I'm assuming it was just really low run because of the pandemic. I mean, there were uh, paper shortages out the wazoo right. there for a while. So, all it says the facts about this issue, this is from Key Collector Comics. Okay. Our comeback will be bigger than our setback post-pandemic lockdown rally logo from Diamond Comics, which may have been inspired by Mike the Situation Sorrentino from MTV's Jersey Shore, <laughs> who is quoted as saying, the comeback is always greater than the setback, which is a misquote of Pastor TJ Jakes, who coined the phrase, a setback is a setup for a comeback. <laughs> Wow, that, t- that tickles me. That's but no- nothing about why the blank three hundred seven is so valuable. So if anyone knows, maybe uh, hit us up. I'm just assuming it's not around. Um, so that's the weird cover for this week. Yeah, interesting. Not the weird cover, just the the fun cover story. The comeback is greater than the setback, which is a misquote of a pastor. So yeah, I have that one with the the one with the trade dressing there. You have the virgin. The A cover, it you have the virgin. Don't is, say that. Is, is trade dressing like a house dressing? Uh where depending on where you go, it might just be like like ranch. Italian or <laughs> in Oklahoma, house dressing's always ranch. That's exciting. Or there's like that red dressing that's always I feel like a house dressing. It's like not red, but like kind of like I don't kind of like kind of like French dressing. Yeah, French, French, French. That's French, what I was yeah, thinking yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. French, 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 French. So there is an A cover, shockingly. Um, 
if you can believe it, David, and it is by Todd McFarlane. Oh, man. And it's just Spawn. Spawn's face. They don't even they don't even have that in the back of this trade paperback in the in the cover gallery. Really? It's just like it's it's like that Javi one from a few issues ago. Oh yeah, no, they don't they um, don't have it because they've got all of those ones. Like they've got the medieval and the Javi. But they don't have the just Al. Dang. Imagine getting a paying a thousand dollars for a blank comic. Where, where is, we gotta stop talking shit on Spawn Collectors because we are with one. Whereas usually drawing on a blank comic makes it more valuable because depending on uh, who you get to draw it, but drawing on this blank one will probably reduce the value immensely. Wow. Yeah, because that's that's confusing. Man. It's tricky. It's tricky. It's tricky. This makes almost as much sense as the stock market, Johnny. Pretty much. Uh, what does make se- almost as much sense as this issue, <laughs> like I said, David, you're going to have to explain this okay, shit to me because okay. I did not get it. Yeah. Uh, but let's do the credits. I understand credits. Um, Todd McFarlane on script. God bless him. Mm-hmm. Todd McFarlane, Philip Tan on plot. <laughs> God bless him as well. <laughs> Philip Tan on pencils. Philip Tan on pencils. They got a Four l- people on inks. A lot of people on inks. I guess this means that, like, uh, they just distributed pieces of the issue to people so they'd have something to do at home during lockdown. Um, Maybe. Yeah, it's Philip Tan, Jonathan Glapian, Daniel Henriques, and Todd McFarlane all doing inks. Mm-hmm. That's some interior pages there. Boom. There you go. Yeah. Rob Liefeld. Yeah. Uh, Tom Orzyszkowski on lettering. Our friend Tomo. The most prolific spawn man of all the spawns. Yeah, he is the spawn man. In fact, uh, Soundgarden would make a, uh, a song for him called Spawn Man. Spawn Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Johnny, hot take. Yo. I hate 90s alternative rock. It's so annoying. <laughs> Spawn Man. I hate grunge. Yeah, my brother was really into that kind of stuff. He listened to... Z104.5, The Edge. Oh, man, I, that's, that was what I grew up listening to, and I loved it. But now I, mean, I, did, I did, too. Thinking, yeah. thinking back on it, man, it's just, it's just not good. I should have just listened to 106.9K hits. means today's best you know, music. Now give me my money. Or Star 103.3, the, the, the superstar sits of the 70s, 80s, and today. Oh, I remember when it was... Did you say 103.3? Yeah, okay, 103.3. Yeah, Star yeah. 103. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was 60, it was 60, 70s, 80s. It was 60, I can't remember. It was 60, was it, 60s and it was 60, 70s, and 80s. And then a couple years later, it was just 70s, 80s, and 90s. And then it was right. 80s, 90s, and today. 90s, and today. <laughs> you gotta keep bumping it up. Yeah, that's that was that was what my dad listened to. He listened to, uh, on the AM station, 740 KRMG. <laughs> Yuck. A little Brock the Shock uh, metal action there. Yeah, for real. Um, and then on FM, he listens to 103.3 for the classic rock. Just hold on loosely. Don't let go. That's what I always think of when I think of like a classic <laughs> rock station. I always think of uh, Carry On My Wayward Son. Um, and yes. that, you're as cold as ice. Yeah. <laughs> willing to sacrifice our love. That song always... That song always makes me think of uh, sitting in the back seat while it's cold and raining um, on our way home from a trip to Sam's Club. 
Nice. That's hilarious. Sleeping on top of the raincoat. We got Sonny Go and Peter Steigerwald on colors. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Cover artists, we already went over, but we got Todd McFarlane, Francesco Mattina, and Philip Tan. Mm-hmm. And here's a little wrinkle, I'm imagining because of the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, Todd McFarlane is listed as editor-in-chief. Yeah. Very interesting. Very interesting. And you got Thomas Healy as publishing coordinator sneaking his way up. Mm. But either that was a typo, but I imagine it was probably just because of the pandemic. He was like, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> he was uh he was uh Bloom from the producers. Yeah, exactly. I'll do it. <laughs> no, um, that's um um He's having a stroke. That of genius! Oh, genius. <laughs> oh that's uh, uh Ro- Roger Debris. Roger yeah. Debris. yeah, 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 yeah. Roger <laughs> Roger Elizabeth Dubray. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget everyone they came from a long line of English queens. <laughs> He's got the same middle name as Hitler. <laughs> Which is Elizabeth. <laughs> Nathan oh. Lane was on, weirdly, I was watching Jimmy Fallon for some reason. It must have been home in Oklahoma. And Nathan Lane was on there. And they were doing, like, trying to do password where you say a word and you say something else. And Jimmy Fallon said, he's trying to get him to say, like, some kind of flower. And he said springtime. And, like, Nathan Lane just looked at him and he went, Hit-. Yeah, and he's went, Hitler? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I, I sing that every year when the pollen starts, because I, I associate allergies with uh, um, terrible, terrible things. You always, you, I gotta sing Springtime for Hitler every, every spring. It's a banger. I mean, I love the producers. Oh man, it's so fucking good. So good. I remember that came out. I just listened to that over. Okay, and over let's just and over let's again. just pop that on and we'll watch we'll watch the original sixties and then we'll watch the musical version. Um and then that'll no. be <laughs> we're thirty five minutes into this thing, Johnny, and we haven't Alright, three oh seven. Let's just rip the mandate oh. off. I do believe Finally. you've got a reading to do, Johnny. Okay, previously in spawn, here we go. In Prophecy of Death Part One. A mysterious orange energy had engulfed Spawn and sent him hurling towards a horrific version of the future. A future that, if Raptor is to be believed, is all Spawn's fault! Now the showdown is set to begin. The Hell Spawn versus the Angel Slayer. I have to, I have to say, I do like how orange is capitalized in orange energy. <laughs> Orange energy is very important. <laughs> very, very important. Have you have you heard that? Uh, have you heard that that hypothesis that there are people that orange is their personality, and it's just like there are some people that their favorite color is orange, and they seem to make it think that that makes them special, and so they just have fucking orange everything, and it's very weird. It's very weird. Yeah, are you talking about anyone that went to OS fucking you? Well, no, no, like be beyond that, like uh, we're talking about. Um, well, a good, a good little uh, insight into the kind of people I'm talking about is that that time that Elon Musk and Kanye West did something in like the exact same orange outfit. Oh right, I remember that. They're just they're just yeah. people who make orange their whole personality, and it's like, what the hell is going on here? I don't get we it. We should all be going around looking like X-wing fighter pilots. Besides, we know that or amber should be the color of your energy, not orange. Was, yep. Not orange, amber. So we open on some amber uh, blood. <laughs> to hell with them. Come on, all right, David. You gotta. Like I said, I didn't those, understand those this body issue. parts coming, coming. Oh, uh, so. It's those so body parts. Oh, oh, hey Johnny, Johnny, I'm a dummy. On the, I do have a uh, a, a piece of that 
Todd McFarlane cover because it's the cover that they have in the issue in the the trade paperback oh, that separates. So it's it. that so, close up of Spawn's yeah, face. Yeah, so I do have it. Hell yeah! Woohoo! We got. Woo! Is this the first time that between the two of us we have all the covers aside from the first ones that, that only had? Uh, we don't have that fucking blank. Oh yeah, we, we don't. Blank fuck, cover. Shit. Got. <sighs> okay. Um. So we're gonna start. Um. No, we have we have a bunch like all the modern stuff. I get both covers, so we have both. Like all the King Spawn stuff, I usually get both. So okay, so 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 we, there's our Spawn has come through. So we're gonna have merge. to we're gonna have to do this not quite sequentially like we do. We're gonna have to cover sections of it. So okay, yeah, please. So what happened last time is Spawn they cut off Medieval's head. And they brought him back to the secret base, and then this orange that was, goose that was coming out. That was the time before. Two last. issues ago. Two issues ago. Yeah, I know. I'm just yeah. trying to get it, but not. But then, like, that's basically where we are. Because all he did is he got gooed, and then he didn't have like a crazy vision, uh-huh. and now he's ungooed, but he's there in the future. And when he came ungooed, he just like went chop, and he chopped off uh, Cynthia's. It was oh head, Cynthia's. Yeah. Yeah. Sylvia's. It. We've got. I've got it right here. I can look it up. Uh, my head. <laughs> I think it's Cynthia. Legion of a Thousand Angels. Cause it's got like an X in it, doesn't it? Or a Z? It's a Z. Yeah, it's, Cla- it's Claudia's. Claudia's. It's Claudia's. 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 Cuts off Claudia's head. Do we know that she's the last woman on Earth before this? Um, I don't think I so. Think... Don't go looking it up. Well, no, they, they mentioned it because thrashing around blindly when he emerged from the dark, he'd accidentally killed the last female left on this earth. Oh, okay. So, so we did mention it. So I did mention it. So, so okay, for this issue, I'm going to say let's talk about from the first page to... Let's count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. To page nine, which is the nine-panel grid with Spawn on one side and Raptor on the other. We're gonna okay. we're gonna talk about that all as a chunk. So, so this this whole chunk is basically just Spawn being very upset and kind of just kind of just not giving a shit what's happening. He's just frustrated and is like, I don't even know what's going on, dude. What are you? What is going on here? Uh, and we get kind of so. It, the first page with the arm just like floating through space is kind of just spawns inward monologue of to help with them, to help with you, to solder on you, to solder on your cow. What the hell am I doing here? And then like while spawn is just kind of like the hell is going on. Why am I here? Why am I so angry with everybody? I'm angry with everybody. Raptor is trying to come after him saying she was the last one. I do like this page. It looks great. It's great. Uh, fun, fun little, little error. Um, you'll notice on yours in the floppy, you can see all of the L and the T in last, but in the trade mm-hmm. paperback, the, the bubble ed- or edge goes through the L and the T. Oh, it cuts it off. Yeah, it cuts it off. So, so like, the L and the T are still there in their full glory, but they've got, like, a little line through them. Oh, I gotcha. Curves. Yeah. Interesting. Um, and then, so, so while Raptor's kind of explaining that when she, when Claudia's died, he absorbed her energy, which is how he's able to regrow his arm. Um, and Al's just, like, 
let me let me let me tell you something. I don't give a shit. What are you talking about? And that's kind of yeah. He's like, I don't know what's going on. That's kind of this whole section up until that nine panel page is just Al continuing to be like, I don't care. I don't care. And he, and he keeps mentioning that the that your kind destroyed the world. So spawn a spawn of some sort. It seems. Yeah, and Spawn's just like destroyed what is, his world. He's just kind of like, what is with this? What is this? What? What is with this dude? Is kind of the whole thing. I do. I do appreciate the uh, on the first page, the little previously in is see last issue the pre pandemic one. <laughs> Spawn's basically just standing there, and Raptor is trying to beat him up, but Spawn's just doing that thing where it's like, uh. He's just like sidestepping all of his swipes and like, hey, what? Just calm down, calm down. And then, and then we get to the the nine. Like, something else is at play here, larger than just these two men, Johnny. Yes, it's much bigger than the. It's bigger than these two. Much bigger. There's like um, another fusing of their minds for some reason. They they take a timeout to do a Vulcan mind melt. I guess I guess it's equivalent to uh, the engagement the engagement dinner for a Vulcan family where I guess Spawn is the father or no Spawn is getting married and Raptor is his daddy and he's having to share a memory from his past to prove that he can mind meld correctly and so Raptor is sharing with Spawn a memory. Um, so the, okay. the next couple of pages are this memory that Raptor sends to Spawn. We're not sure how he sends it to Spawn, but because their brains refused for a second. It's Raptor in hell jail. Yes. A man who he calls master comes up and tells him, you're going to do this bullshit. Mm-hmm. End of memory. So and the man kind of looks a little familiar. Can't quite kinda, tell. He's, he's he's very frightening, though. Very frightening. Very frightening. Very frightening. And then after that, I must say, f- this section right here, until until we get the until Spawn goes back. To the uh, the hideout in the middle of nowhere where they they keep Mark Rosen tied up, not tied up, captured, captured, <laughs> um, tied up. That'd be so hilarious. Like, okay, you don't know where you are. You can't leave. We're also gonna tie you up just to be sure. He's like, God damn it. They just like tie his hands to the keyboard so he could still like <laughs> like be the man of the yeah. chair for them. Um. So this next section. It's very uncharacteristic of the Todd Father. So this has to have been some Philip Tan influence where it's action going on, but the narration is not describing the action that is taking place on the page, which I, which Correct. I like. Uh, but so, so it's Spawn is just like still glaring at Raptor and they've got the glowing eyes going and they're kind of doing the, the standoff scene from The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. But it's like the the GIF version that just like endlessly repeats. Raptor's master is still giving him plans. He's like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to convert this planet. We're going to make it in our image. We're basically going to become masters of the planet. 
uh, masters of the universe, if you will. They're going to put on, uh, they're going to say a magic word and then transform into muscly, muscly men with very tiny fur pants on. Um, and I know nothing about the mythology of masters of the universe. Um, it's wild. Uh, I mean, I know what, a little bit, what, but like, all you need to know is you need to go on the terrible, the, the, the reason that there's going to be nothing new for the next two years. Got to go on Netflix. Uh, those bastards who won't pay writers or actors what they're worth. Um, and the series they have, The Toys That Made Us. Oh, I've watched that. Just, yeah, 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 yeah. You just have to watch the mass, the the He-Man episode of, of okay, The Toys That Made Us. That's, that's literally more information than you would get from sitting down to watch the show. <laughs> uh it's wild. Not Toys that made us rules. Is there a new season? I need to check. I don't. I don't think they've made a new season of it yet. Uh, don't. I love that. Don't show. tell Tim Seeley I said this though, because Tim Seeley fucking loves Masters of the Universe. He has a whole Masters of the Universe collection, and I don't want to lose any cachet with him before we can mine him for a uh, uh, local an interview. Local uh, clout. We're gonna use clout to get Tim Seeley on the show. I'm calling it. We can now. do it. We can do it. Yep. We can do it. We can do it. We can do I it. I bet we can. We can. Um, maybe we can entice him with a very rare uh, He-Man. 307. <laughs> oh, with rare <laughs> He-Mans. Yeah, and a free issue of 307. <laughs> oh, that's, it's like a 307 and uh, issue one are the ones that we have the most of. <laughs> I know, it's funny. Okay, Mr. Mr. Seeley, would you like an issue number one? The the dollar version of spawn number one <laughs> and three oh seven your choice. <laughs> um, come on our show. Yeah. Um. So we we then get sort of a after within this what the master is telling Raptor we get a little we get a little a little foreshadowing of who the master is Johnny because yeah a little bit we got Al Simmons never knew what he unleashed with my death hint number one. Uh, he had no idea he had sentenced the end of humanity when he had killed me. Number two, that doesn't really narrow it down very much because Spawn's killed a lot of people. He's killed a lot, a lot of um, people, a lot of people. Yeah, he's no Batman. Yeah, he's no Batman. Yeah, and when he does, I'm sure he'll scream and scream. Um, mm. So if that doesn't just give it away, then um, oh, hold on to your butts, readers, because we're uh, we're gonna get there. We're going there. <laughs> um, and then, you know. The the monologue ends with uh and so answer a simple question can you be loyal to me and Raptor says yes in the current time we are in so but he's so talking to Kincaid that's that's Raptor in the now times answering a question that is being asked in his memory from the before times and. When I figured that out, that's when this issue made sense. But that wasn't until the third read, because um, okay. I was like, "What this? What is this? What is this bullshit?" So we are just to recap this issue so far. We've got Spawn kind of half-assedly finding Raptor. Raptor being very upset with him. They share a memory, and then they go to the memory together. We go to the memory with them, and then the memory breaks. From visual and auditory, but we'll we'll say the the words are auditory. Uh, it goes from visual and auditory to just auditory 
to being over. Okay. And you get a little hint of the green world here, because it's like... It's got that wolf just lo- sitting there. <laughs> yeah, it's saying um, there's also a sleeping giant, which will soon make its present known. Yeah. Okay, knowing, okay. Knowing that the, the flashback basically ends twice... Yes. Knowing that the flashback finally ends right here, I think, makes the issue so much easier to read. It helps. Yeah. It surely helps. It surely helps. I, I don't know how much it improves it, but it, yeah. Um, so, so we get this big page with like six panels on it of like Raptors' loved ones on one side. Yeah, Spawn's, the other side, Spawn's loved, loved ones. ones. And how, how Spawn's losses and what he does leads to Raptor. It's a real, it's a real nice page. I like this. Uh, yeah. The Spawn eye is real good. The Raptor eye is real good. Wanda's looking pretty nice there. Cyan's still very young and very excited. Is Cheyenne, or Cheyenne, Cyan pointing at Wanda there in the bathing suit? Because, wow, hubba hubba. I like how there's a big, I like there's a fat guy with a hairy belly in the background, too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, That's a, Wanda, that's a revealing bathing suit. That's like some, uh, some, like, uh, 90s DC swimsuit issue. Yes, yeah. Issue action going on. I think they, I think they did one of those for X Men like last year, but it was all just the men in X Men, so that way they wouldn't be <laughs> accused of being too horny with the male gaze. Um, I don't think it went went anywhere, but I think that's hilarious to so just be like, we're gonna make the extra horny issue, but it's gonna be just the men. It's great. Hey. Lots of people read comic books. Lots of people like to see lots of different things. So on the on the raptor side of this two-page spread, that first column where it's like uh, they're at a restaurant or something. If you yeah. if you look up at the top, it's like a it's like like the fire emergency lights that are in big buildings, but it's got like wings and a bow tie. Oh, because it's future. The wood. So so fancy. So all of like the light, the the safety light fixtures in future fancy buildings are all fancified by getting bow ties. I don't know. <laughs> You're supposed to be explaining this to me, dude. That's that's hilarious. I just noticed that. There's no, it is funny. I didn't notice that at all. That is funny. Man, there's some good there's some good little details hidden in here. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> uh, but but then so. Raptor just keeps being, being like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. And then Spawn just like slowly goes back to his own time and his own place. It's like, I'm out of here. Um, so Spawn comes back, no worse for wear, but he knows that the beast has been freed. And then he, he realizes that his meeting with Raptor wasn't meant to really affect Al physically like Al wasn't supposed to be killed by Raptor Al was technically supposed to kill Raptor so that way he could be burdened with this glorious knowledge of the beast being freed Kincaid yeah and uh oh shit spoiler shit Johnny you spoiled uh Jessica Jessica and Raptor here not Raptor Reaper looking pretty nice in the background there I like Jessica's Jessica's big shoulder that looks like um it looks like she stole Giant. the jacket from uh, Judge Death. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
Is he different than Judge Dredd? Is he another judge? Yeah, he's he's uh, a judge from a different world. Um, okay. That it's it's a nightmare world, um, and they were corrupted by their power, and now the judges are the only beings that are allowed to live in their version of Mega City. And so every time they come across a living, they judge them to be uh, in violation and sentence them to die. Um, real creepy. He doesn't wear shoes, so he walks around barefoot. Uh, amazing, amazing, amazing character design. It's frightening. Judge Death. Damn, that's cool. He's like a skeleton man. Um, and then, you know, we get a little bit of narration of, you know. So is it talking about... The beast or raptor, when it says it'll take some time before the two of them come face to face. Uh, to, to back where it belongs, as he passes the maze of time, something follows him. It'll take some time. So. Oh, oh, think, it's Kincaid. Yeah, I think, I think that future Kincaid I get it. piggybacks on Al to come back to the past. This is a setup for so, what is in King Spawn. Yeah, okay. so. So much like Javi was sucked forward in time, uh, Kincaid has been sucked backward in time. Um, yep, everyone's time sucking all over the place. Yes. <laughs> time sucking across the universe. Fully um, going forward because we can't find reverse. <laughs> but you thought I wouldn't know that, Doctor Demento? Oh man, you know you know better than I do, Doctor Demento. Performed at a camp. Um. Uh, I performed it at camp when I was a kid. We did the Star Trek and parody song as our talent show thing. Everybody always did, like I. I was in like three or four groups that did Weird Al songs. <laughs> yeah, it's always camps, was a parody group. Camps for fucking nerds, Johnny. Yeah, um, camp was nerds. Let's let's just hurry up and 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 boogie out of this so we can. Let's get out of this issue. We so get, it's Kincaid. Yeah, it's Kincaid. So look at him. Holy shit. Billy's gone. It's just Kincaid. He looks disgusting. He's huge. Yeah, he's it's fucking... Kincaid we know from King Spawn. He's nasty. He looks like he uh, was drawn by one John Wayne Gacy, um, which allows me to bring up a fun a fun little anecdote uh, now that this book is done. This book is done. Kincaid is frightening. He looks like he was drawn by John Wayne Gacy. God help us all. Don't forget... No, but there's... there's um. There's that nice message. Be safe. Read lots. Support your local comic shop. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's 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 not in the trade paperback, but there's that's in the no, it's in the spawning yeah. ground. All that's all it says. There's no letters, and there's just a bunch of ads for a bunch of spawn yeah. paperbacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, What's your John Wayne Gacy story? So John Wayne Gacy story. Uh, oh man, they got some John. They got some Johnny Cage action figures. Look at that guy. Oh shit! Yeah, he's Johnny Cage. Has an action figure of himself. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. And an Oscar. Oh man. I like his I like his purple sunglasses. Raiden's looking. I love dope that he there. comes with an action figure. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I like how Sub Zero comes with a a skull with a vertebrae attached to it. Damn. Man, oh, these are pretty cool. Okay, okay. So John Wayne John Wayne Gacy anecdote. Uh, so yes. apparently, while John Wayne Gacy was in prison, um, he wrote a book called A Question of Doubt, which is apparently. Uh, him saying, yeah, but I'm innocent. <laughs> oh, interesting. So fucking disgusting. So apparently, like 500 copies of this book were produced um, by John Wayne Gacy's lawyer. Um, and then one of these books 
John Wayne Gacy's lawyer smuggles into the prison during a client lawyer meeting. He gets John Wayne Gacy to sign this fucking book. So one of these 500 books is signed by the author, who just happens to be one of the most despicable people of the 20th century. Um, That's crazy. Free free plug for the book table in Oak Park. The book table in Oak Park has in their possession the signed copy of John Wayne Gacy's book, For Sale. How much? It is $1,800. Damn. Yeah. So, if you are a certain collector and you need to get yourself this book, come and visit your favorite Spawn podcasters, and I will walk you to the glass case that it is locked in and say, you tell these people you want to buy this shit. Um <laughs> Wow, it's got original artwork from... It's got, like, his little fucking Pogo the Clown guy in there. It's, Ugh. it's like, a slipcase. Like, they, they spent a lot of money producing these fucking volumes. It's... Yikes. I am fascinated and horrified. I'm fascinated. I'm, I'm going to read a synopsis, definitely. And revolted. But the problem is, it's such a, a low-print copy that like there's not even really any good throwaway or beater volumes that you could just be like I just want to see what this is about so I would, yeah. so now you have to curious. you have to the barrier to entry to just see what it is about is so high yeah but you will have like an item like the something that like you can literally go buy it as you're handing over the money be like this belongs in a museum <laughs> And they're like, yes, we agree. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's crazy. That's an interesting story. Thank you uh, for that. Yeah. Fucking wild. Fucking wild. Uh, Wilder, well, great story from a mediocre issue of Spawn. Although I bet 307 is better than that book is. <laughs> it's got to be. It's got to oh, be. Oh, it's got to be. <laughs> it's got to be. Fuck that book. Like, fuck oh, it. I, I'm curious what it says because I'm weird and I like learning about weird things but my my favorite thing to do is if i meet anybody from this plains i always ask them if they live in the gacy house <laughs> but oh nice fun fact so they tore the house the they tried to rehab and sell the house for a while but everybody was like fuck no uh they tore it down um and that address no longer exists so they tore the original house down they've put a new house on that lot but they have shifted all of the address addresses on that block, so that way no house is actually the address of John Wayne Gacy's house anymore. So there is a family in Des Plaines thinking that they're living one house down from where John Wayne Gacy was, but guess what? They got all those ghosts in their house because it's built on... Fuck the- that! Man... And then also, I, I knew somebody who grew up, like, three blocks away from the his mom's house, where he also buried people, so it's fucking wild. It's, fucking, Yikes. it's weird having a celebrity serial killer in town, and, like, knowing people who... Because, like, I have a friend who was a teenage boy in Milwaukee when... uh Who was it? Bundy? No. Yeah. Yeah, when Bundy was going around. The real handsome guy? Yeah, yeah. Funny, yeah. Right? Like, he could have seen this guy. It was, he, like, he yeah. was in the suburb that Bundy lived in. Man, wild. Almost as wild as Spawn 
307, it's done. Yeah, it's, it's done. done, David. It's we done. did it. It's done. It's done like John Wayne Gacy, because that motherfucker is dead. Good riddance. Alrighty, next up, a much better fun issue <laughs> of Spawn 341. We spent so long on the bad one that I feel we have to spend a long time on this one, but I feel we're we're just gonna we're just gonna clip through it because it's we're excited. That's the problem is the good ones are easy to just like go through so quickly. Man, so we got the amazing Mark Brooks cover. Yes, we that's do. the interconnected cover here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Violator Raven. Uh, we got Army Al. We yeah. got Urzan back there. We got Lady who I don't know who it is. Yep, a little bit of Cygor. Yeah. Just like it's mostly Cygor's saliva. <laughs> yeah, it's just like Cygor's saliva flying, and then you get a little bit of Redeemer, yeah. but it's all part of the interconnected covers that I've been calling. They look like what the fucking Spawn movie poster should look like after they get to like Spawn Ten. Yeah, they are. There's a, there's some good, good ass uh, Raven Spawn on it too. Yep. Look at that guy. He's got the hook hook going. Woo. Yeah. Man. And this cover I mentioned is by Mark Brooks. Mm-hmm. There's another cover. There's a sassy cover, Ooh, David. Did uh, you world, know that? World record breaking comic. Exactly. Hell with yeah. a sassy Cygor screaming into the in the rain. Nice. By Mirko Kolak. He's like screaming and blood's coming and there's rain. And I guess the top father was feel, I guess the top father was feeling sassy. Oh man, that's he put it on the cover. That's pretty that's a pretty frightening cover, I'm not gonna lie. Um, so those are just A and B covers, uh, both awesome. We've got Roy McConville writing that script plot with Todd McFarlane on additional script. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Our main man on the main title, Carlo Barberi. Knocking it out of the these, park. Knocking it out with all these fun different characters and politics. You got J. David Ramos on colors. Mm-hmm. Tom Orzachowski doing double duty. He does this and Gunslinger now. Holy shit. How does he do it? How does he do it? I don't know. I don't know. That's his own little secret. We covered the covers. Tom McFarlane's creative director and Thomas Healy, our man, editor-in-chief, in the right spot where he should yeah, be. Yeah, just, just where he should be. So previously in Spawn, Spawn and Haunt continue to make their way through heaven in search of a cure for the poison coursing through Haunt's body. Man, you can always tell when when the Todd Father doesn't write the previously in Spawn. <laughs> <laughs> Short and sweet, baby. Oh man, who the hell are you? So we so we uh, we start off with you know continuing with Corvox showed up at the end of the last issue, being like Spawn. Another they're having a little a little chit chat. Chitting and chatting. Yeah, he's like, "Look, you're the fault. Fo- you're the reason I've been trapped here. You trapped me in these damn dead zones, mm-hmm. and I can help you find this poison, but uh, you got to help me because I want to get the hell out of here." Yeah, we're talking about a little uh, tit for tat. It's comic book. It's comic book people meeting for the first time. So obviously, they can't resolve. They can't resolve this uh, peaceably. Johnny. Well, well, fucking Spawn's using that same argument my like, God bless her soul, grandmother used to make of like, 
well, you know, the Native Americans were killing each other before we came yeah. over. <laughs> and like, I'm like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> I, was, I was about to and, say, uh, not only is the Todd father being sassy with the world record bacon comic, but Al himself is just being... Yeah. He's a sass pot, is what we're going to call him. Yeah, well, Heaven Hell got along so well before then. It's like, damn Spawn has cut too close. I like uh, the S on Spawn has cut far too close to the truth. That is a nice S. It is a real nice S. Tomo has a nice S. That's a nice, that's one nice S. (laughs) You're thinking of Wanda in the last issue, David. (laughs) No, I said what I said and I meant it. (laughs) Okay. Nice S on that Tomo. Um, (laughs) And so, so, you know, Corvox lashes out at Spawn and Spawn just Hits him in the hits him in the face with a chain. With a chain, damn that would hurt. Yeah, wraps him up. Corvox breaks the chains. Never break the chain. Um, then power blasts him with some some bright light, some bright light, if you will. Um, yep. And then and then while they're doing that, Spawn just or no, Haunt just throws some goop at the back of Corvine. Yeah, he just like thwips the back of his head. He's like, hey! Over here! Here's some thwip. It was like, hey, we're we're in fucking heaven, you guys. We're hiding in heaven. Don't, don't blow it. <laughs> That's real great. He's just like, guys, do you remember? I have a poison. I need help, please. <laughs> yeah, and then we learned that, uh, that Haunt, you know, Forgot conveniently forgot to tell Spawn that there's some issues with his powers, or else he wouldn't have been able to. It's been a little wacky. It would have been a little wacky. And Spawn's like, well, fine, let's get to it. Corvax, you lead the way. And then smash cut to Mustafar. Oh, yes. Got there before you there did. Ha ha. You got it's... there. Yeah, the original. Do you know that? Or, well, I guess it is Mustafar. There's a whole bunch set on Mustafar in. um a couple different drafts of Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I mean, because uh, because what uh, Darth Maul was there. He, he goes there. Too, so. No, Darth Maul. No, there didn't. Oh wait, no, I'm thinking of there's uh there's back before, uh, back before Disney got the the comics license. There was an issue where Darth Maul goes to Mustafar to fight Darth Vader, and it was oh, an cool. excellent issue. Um, and I got that confused with Darth Maul living on Mustafar for for a while. But no, Maul never lived on Mustafar. He just goes to fight Darth Vader once or twice. No, originally, well, I guess in the movie it is Mustafar. They just don't say it. But uh, Kylo Ren goes there to get the Wayfinder. Uh, but originally there was a lot more to it than that. But they changed it. So we could have seen Mustafar again. It would have been the third time. Fourth time, fifth time, I don't There's remember. Nothing like a, nothing like a, <laughs> like a big rock castle at the top of a lava waterfall. You it's got really it, good. baby. It's great. And that's where Cataclysm lives. Yeah. They call it the Infernal Keep, and we're here in hell. There's a bunch of Fleabiacs standing around. Yeah, one of them gets shanked right through the stomach. And Cataclysm's just ripping them apart, Man. cutting their jaws off. The flea, the X almost kind of look like uh, Hell's versions of Pokemon, where there's there's a whole bunch of different ones, and you gotta get you gotta get one of each. Carlo Barberi's uh, flea look like uh, Mad Balls. Yeah, 
They look like something you'd get you'd get in the little gumball machine next to the uh, between the homies yeah. and the the sticker machine. <laughs> you get the fleabiacs. You get the the they're they're also right next to the muscle men. <laughs> Do you remember those? They're like they're like the muscle yeah, yeah the muscle M U S C L E right. <laughs> Oh. They were like little yeah. tan colored little guys, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Or not tan, just like skin colored. Well, well, one, one, one skin colored. So we'll, we'll call Sorry. them tan. We'll call them one tan. Sh- one shade of the like, many shades like, of colors that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm bad. I'm canceled. You canceled. You're like that old crayon, crayon box that has flesh colored. That uh. <laughs> flesh. <laughs> exactly. That's hilarious. They have flesh. Oh my God, that's that's pretty uh, Eurocentric uh, way to view colors. Hey man, I don't. Uh, welcome to the party, pal. Um, <gasps> I caused it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I cata- am son of the empire. Cata- cataclysm's just. Oh man, he's he's taking these he's he's taking these fleabiacs out to lunch. He's taking them to the yeah, dry cleaners. Him. He's taking him to fucking Cadoba, baby. Yeah, he's like, I'm, I need, I need me some Mexican gumbo in my belly right now. Extra avocado, and I'm not paying for it either. Man, I, I like Qdoba more than Chipotle. It's fucking good. Uh, they're about the same to me. I like uh, Qdoba's, uh, queso is way better, and their chips, hmm. their chips are more consistent when you get. A good bag of Chipotle chips. There's nothing like it, but it's hit or miss. Hit or miss. Yeah, cause cause you could. I some, always like Chipotle you, chips. You sometimes get a good bag. You sometimes get a like, what the hell is this bag? Why would you give me this? Yeah, like they're soft chips. I don't get it. Um, no, you want hard chips, yeah. or do you want those crispy chips? You want the crispy ones. You want the crispy one with like all the salt on it. It's got like all the bags worth of salt on one chip. <laughs> I love it. I love it when it's covered in salt and it's like five chips stuck together. Yeah. So Wanda, those are, those are good. Wanda has to is on a high high salt diet because she has low blood pressure. Um, and so whenever we go to Chipotle, we split the bag for the ones with the visible salt she gets, and all the rest of them nice. I get. So. It used You're to a good husband. it used to be she would get most of the chips in the bag, but as time goes on, they put less and less salt on the bag, so she gets fewer and fewer chips, which sucks for her. It's good for me because I get lots of chip. But <laughs> start putting more salt back on your chips, Chipotle. Jeez, uh, come on, give the people what they want. <laughs> give them. Uh, so Av Averon has returned. Uh, to say that Coleostra has returned and he's filling his 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 daddy in on uh, all the goings on in hell. He tells them about yep a couple of the the realm leaders who have flipped to Coleostro, and we get uh yeah Lida from the ninth realm yeah yeah who's got like horns and like a J Lo level of slit dress there. Man, yeah, that's wild. And then we, we get. Uh, I like this guy, Zernut. Zernut. <laughs> Zernut. He looks. I like him. He looks like. Um. Did you ever play any of the, uh, the, the Monkey Island games when you were little? Yeah. He he looks like the the little skull companion that you pick up in Curse of Monkey Island. Just. Is it Murray? Murray. Is it Murray? I, yeah, I think his name is Murray. 
<laughs> just just on a body. It looks great. Yeah, that was a great game. That was a fun game, man. LeChuck is the pirate that you have to fight. Yep. The fearsome pirate, LeChuck. Guybrush Threepwood. I wonder if uh, the guys who wrote Pirates of the Caribbean played that game. <laughs> I don't know. Probably. I think there was a loss. There was a lawsuit at some point. Well, there, there was probably there was a scene with a chicken floating on a on a box, wasn't there? The 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 amount of stuff that is taken from if you look it up, Pirates of the Caribbean and Curse of Monkey Island is like staggering. <laughs> um, and evidently, those guys try to get a Curse of Monkey Island movie off the ground before they wrote Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> so there you go, man. I would love a I would love a Curse of Monkey Island movie because if they get a Curse of Monkey Island movie made, then they'd probably make a Grim Fandango. Oh, oh Grim shit. Fandango movie! It might and it might actually that'd be the It might be actually easier to just start with the Grim Fandango. Fuck! They should make a Grim Fandango movie. That just like a a, a little a little thirties noir with in in a uh, in the afterlife, the land of the dead with the uh, you got the. A, Manny Calavera, a Grim Reaper who, when he goes to, <laughs> he goes to work in a suit and a tie, and then when he has to actually do stuff, we'll put on the cloak. <laughs> Eventually, becomes like, oh man, that game's great. I should play that again. Yeah, we all should. That should be a Malbolge Monday. Uh, yeah, I'll start. I, I think I might own it on Xbox. Let me check. Nice. Um, so yeah, uh, Cataclysm's talking to Avaron, being like, yeah, yeah, you know. The those two he's like yeah Zernut that fucking piece of yeah, shit yeah those two suck he's <laughs> he's not wrong for doing that um and then and then we learn that uh he spills the beans about Barbarus um uh we also get a a little a little what if they uncover the real truth about the throne which in three thirty three we get what the truth we know is. what's going on there yeah but so we get a nice little a little peppering in there. And then back to Al and Corvox and Haunt. Um, and we learned that Corvox is, is like an old school explorer um, who, who thinks that if he visits every afterlife, he won't get stuck in just one of them. <laughs> I love that. Which, honestly, if I had the power, that would be me too. It would be like, I don't want to be stuck in this afterlife. I want to see, I want to see all of them. I want to have I'm gonna do some research. I want to have so many fucking choices that I can't make up my mind, and then I'm not forced to be stuck in one spot. That's 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 a motivation I can get behind. This dude kicks ass. And I like I like yeah, back school. Like I like how Ghost Haunts just like oh <laughs> the brother. <laughs> so we learned that. Um, during this mission, Corvax had a whole bunch of buddies, um, or like he had met up with a whole bunch of spies from Hell and Green World, and then the Dead Zones closed, and Corvax is the last one remaining of all those spies because there's a, a new breed of angels called Purifiers who went through and took out all of the Green World and Hell agents. Um, yep, we see him cutting up some old school angels. Yeah, it's, like Redeemer looking angels. It's it's a real cool little little flashback. Just one panel. It's great. It's great. And then their leaders rapture a zealot. Yeah, they get. Speaking of Star Trek, Johnny, <laughs> they got a teleporter. Uh, so they're they're gonna they're gonna beam on over to uh where they gotta go. So 
because the this team of spies were trying to find ways around the dead zones being closed, but they found that they while they couldn't get between the realms, they were able to hack into like heaven's internal courier system, and so right. It was kind of they can like jump around heaven. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's kind of like a a Star Trek teleporter or like a like a Stargate, Stargate Heaven. Um, it's the new show that they're gonna they're trying to bring back sci-fi, and they they're like, why don't we just bring uh Stargate back so then you do Stargate cool in heaven. Um, Dude, there's a according to the commercials on the Godzilla channel, there's a. There's definitely a Stargate Pluto TV channel. <laughs> I swear to God, every commercial break, it was a Stargate commercial and then a commercial for Paramount Plus. I saw I saw Paramount Plus and Charmed. There's a, like a Charmed channel. There's a Charmed, bunch of Charmed commercials. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I started thinking, I was like, maybe I should get into Charmed. <laughs> Wanda used to watch Charmed and she saw these commercials and she was like, oh, I really watched that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it looks pretty it looks, goofy. It looks it looks it looks rough. It looks rough. Nineties TV man. Rough, rough stuff. Ooh. Um Ooh. So, that new Godzilla looks cool though. Oh yeah. Oh man, that's that got new new that Godzilla channel is awesome. Uh there was No, but you see that there's a new new Godzilla coming out. Oh no, like I didn't new, new... I didn't see that one. Oh, it, shit. The new Godzilla, the one that was in like Shin Godzilla, and then uh the one that's coming out, it's called Godzilla Minus One. Mm-hmm. He is the name of the movie. He looks terrifying. Nice. Because just like so like, I don't know, the special effects are so much. I love Godzilla. I've been watching those Godzilla movies. I watch Mothra. I watch one with like a big crab man. Yeah. I watched one where he's fighting King Ghidorah and Rodan at the end. It was hilarious. Was that? Yeah. Um, the, <laughs> uh, I saw a, a meme of uh Godzilla at the end of every movie where it's two guys just like fist bumping yeah. and one of them walks into a lake. And then immediately yeah. after that, saw a Godzilla movie where Godzilla's just like, eh, I guess I can go now. And just like slowly walks into the sea. And it's just this dude in a big rubber suit just walking out into the <laughs> into the water. And the guys, like the scientists are just like staring at him being like, huh. Huh. You gotta imagine what it's like is after they film finish filming because the guy's like, how? He's super heavy. He's just it's gotta be insanely heavy in the water. Oh man. Um the the one that I that uh, that I liked most of the ones I've seen so far was uh, Godzilla versus Hedera. Um and he's like a he's a pollution monster from space and he feeds on pollution and he has like That's cool. He's like a Pokemon and has evolutions throughout the movie, so he starts out as kind of like a like a little bitty squid guy, and then he turns into like, like a horseshoe crab type guy who flies around, and then he turns into like a Cthulhu. Uh, oh, nice! It's it's great. It's you should That's watch cool. Godzilla versus Hedera. Um, at one okay. at one point, so at one point, there's this this hippie co- commune where they're they're talking about like we gotta take care of the planet we gotta keep the keep the world clean and stuff <laughs> and then later on this 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 pollution monster just like decimates them kills them all he just destroys the hippie commune and it's like holy shit <laughs> he's trying to get rid of the competition he's like no more pollution more pollution um <laughs> speaking, the speaking of uh speaking of uh you know 
climate and that stuff. This movie was made in 1971, and it's a literal personification of pollution destroying the planet. And come on, guys. We, come on, guys. We haven't we gotten far enough long. since then. We haven't gotten far enough since then. Godzilla That's gone woke, Johnny. People need... Godzilla yeah, gone woke. We they always go woke Godzilla movies ruining my life. <laughs> no, they that just shows us we should have been watching more Godzilla because we would have saved the world. This shit's so good. But so so now we're we're in a one of the labs in heaven, and then there's a uh, another bright light, and Spawn and Korvox just come off the platform and just start killing the scientists, just left and right. Oh, and that uh, Korvax. Korvox punches this one alien in the head to kill him and his glasses fly off. Oh man. Oh man. He's got he's got like uh Arnold from Heaven glasses. Uh, from Magic School Bus glasses on. I know. <laughs> so you get your glasses, Angel. So Rapture's waiting with all his troops. Yeah. They're waiting for the dead zones to open. They're just like chilling there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we we get a little follow-up on on the last time where he was excited and they've uh, invasion forces. So. Right. Cause we were wondering last time why he wasn't going after spawn. He was like really super happy and like, great, let's go over here. And it's like, why is he doing that? Cause they're going to invade hell. Yeah. yeah. And then um, we get our pundit page with, uh, you know, the dead zones opening has caused havoc just everywhere. And, and uh yeah CRN's just kind of given the given the facts the 12 the 13 sites over the globe are opening up the the info buzz guy um is giving some of the facts and then over half of his presentation is devoted to being like hey this guy we had on said some bullshit uh we're sorry about that yeah he's like an apology yeah. he's like yeah he said some crazy divine judgment shit yeah yeah and then and then we got Brock the shock down there with our uh, opening opening quote um, and <laughs> you know, just Brock the Shock fiddling around. Hoax it says hoax on the thing. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Um, and then we go to the Tower of Screams, which is you know, a di- a different tower in hell. There's a lot of towers in hell. A lot of, a lot of towers in hell. They they got lots of lots of trenches, lots of towers. The two T's. Um, trenches into everyone. You know what? If you're a person, you got a hole or a pole. You got a trench or a tower in hell. <laughs> Everyone's got a hole or a pole, David. God damn it, Johnny. <laughs> My mother listens to that. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> Um, so Sin's having himself, uh, a little meeting with Lord Vantis, Viceroy of the Third Realm, that, uh, Barbatos had set up. Um, and while they're, you know, discussing whether they should just get right down to the matter or have some lunch, um, Averon busts in, um, mm-hmm. and says, Hell already has its king. Um, and then immediately he kills Lord Vantis. Um, and starts threatening Blink. Sin, um, saying, "Dude, you're in the wrong. We're gonna we're gonna quit this campaign you got going." And then, and Sin's like, "Hey, you know what? If your father were really worried, he would have come himself, not sent you." And everyone's like, "Whoa, he's yeah. cowering!" Yeah. All the demons are like, oh. uh, "Yeah, yeah." Everybody's just like, "Ah!" 
like even even uh Cataclysm is like did you really just say that? <laughs> I guess I guess in hell that's a hot take, Johnny. Sin with the hot takes. Sin is hot taken. Uh and then so basically he's like don't worry. I'm y'all make sure you never bother my father. Uh necroplasm meter 1738. All right, all right, respectable. Yeah, nice, nice. And then we got, we got Spawning Grounds presents the mailbag. Tanner says he likes the design of Cataclysm, a mixture of Darth Maul and Drax the Destroyer. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense. Pretty it's, accurate. He lives on Mustafar? <laughs> he lives on Mustafar. That's where, as we know, Darth Maul lives. It's canon. <laughs> David read it in a book. I, I, uh, yeah, Johnny, everything that I say about Star Wars immediately becomes true, right? You're like George Lucas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Somehow there's Australian spaghetti in Star Wars. Um, and Diet Coke. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so Thomas is like, yep, he's cool. He'll be meeting Sin. What, what do we get, Johnny? What do we get? Yeah, what do we get? What do we get in that answer? Oh, we get a, a Thomas's promises. Yeah, we do. A Thomas promise. Real nice. Uh, and then next letter is from a guy named 226. Um, so it must be a robot of some kind. A <laughs> robot. <laughs> uh, and he made this uh, cool... It's a little miniature for a, a tabletop game of a uh, a blue suit spawn, which, um, fun fact, Spawn Hunter just found a, uh, a couple of blue, to- or blue suit spawn uh, figures and a blue suit spawn cover from Japan. That he shared, oh, cool. he shared on Instagram, and it was real cool. Look into it. Blue suit spawn is awesome. Well, this is interesting to me because he says they have to on the miniatures. You can't really do black because it'd be really hard to see. So you usually have to have a little bit of blue in there. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of. I, I never thought about that. But yeah, yeah that makes sense. Um, you lose a lot of the definition if you paint it all black. Um, right. Because right. the the way you get the definition on these is you you know you paint the you paint the body, you let it dry, and then you cover it with this. It's like a a real real loose watercolor type black that it it'll just the pigment will settle in the in the creases and give you some shade and some definition and it you just can't really do that with black that's cool and it's it that's an awesome little thing yeah. with a little mini comic and everything yeah, that's it's, great it's it's incredible um and then we get another another tattoo that boy that's a big tattoo that's a big tattoo it's insane it's a lot of ink. Yeah, that's wild. A lot of ink. A lot of ink. Uh-huh. And then we get need more Spawns Universe. Yes, please. Uh, Image Classics. The the advertisement for the toys on the back there is Hey, hey, I know that guy. Yeah, it's Monolith, yeah. my old buddy. He's been playing. He's playing Diablo in the other room right now. For him. He's, <laughs> he's leveling. He's lo- He's he's grinding for you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Nice. Hell yeah. And that's that's 341. That's 341. A lot of fun. Yeah. It's such a good time. Oh, man. Well, Johnny. I think, unfortunately, we have to revisit 307. Because it's time to rate these puppies. Woof, woof. It's time to rate the puppies. I'm excited to rate one of these. But my my unexcitement to rate the other one is just to bring it on average. It's bringing me down. Don't bring me down. It's one three oh seven. It will. Um, 
Man, so Spawn 307, I don't know, I'm gonna give it one Billy Kincaid, because like I didn't understand what's happening. You kind of explained it to me, I get it a little more now. Uh, it's just such an odd way it's to get back. And once we get to 308, which I just read also, oh my God, it's such a breath of fresh air. Oh, but yeah. 307 just, it, it doubled down on the Raptor stuff that I, the stuff I didn't like or didn't quite understand. And, um, you know, yeah, sorry. I can't like, there's 300 fucking million issues of spawn. I can't like every single <laughs> one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey, give me a break here. Yeah. Hey, give you, give you a break of your legs for not liking spawn more like it. Oh, oh, one Billy Kincaid. One Billy Kincaid. Alright, um I'm gonna be a little bit nicer than you. Um and it's gonna be a little weird. This issue better than 306. It is okay it, shit. It is, what did I give 306? No, 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 it's the way it's put together makes it even harder to read than 306 was. So I'm going to give this, I agree. I'm going to give this one and a half wolves just hanging out in, in green world, <laughs> in the green world. Just so, like, Hey, what's up? So 306 gets a higher score, but it's a less quality issue than this one. But this one doubles down on the confusing nonsense. It's, I don't want to advocate for not reading Spawn because you should read some Spawn, but fucking save this for when you're high off your ass on some painkillers after you get your wisdom teeth out or some shit, because it's not going to make sense anyway. So you might as, you well, might as well enjoy. You it. might as well at least be like, "Ooh, hey, look at look at that, that, that look at that, that arm cut off." <laughs> It's yeah, beautiful. Well, the it's, next up it's we beautiful have, to look at. There it is. It's a stinker. Uh, yeah, let's get rid of that. Out of here. Throw it away. Bye. Right in the bye. bye. Three forty one. Um, it's a continuation of this really awesome, just kind of the momentum and like cutting in between between this heaven and hell kind of arcs has been really great yeah. in the mainline spawn. Yeah, it's it just clips. I love it. It goes. It's it goes and like each one feels like a a great entry. Like you're moving along. It's like a nice episode of a nice TV show, like perfect length. Um, I'm going to give it four glasses from that one scientist. Oh, man. God damn it, Johnny. That's what I was going to give it, too. But no! You know, four glasses from that evil there's, from that there's, angel scientist. There's no reason that we have to choose different things, Johnny. We're both giving it's true. it. We can both give it. Four glasses punched off the face. Four of eyes. That. Oh, man. It's absolutely... It's good period. Knocking my glasses off. It's but like coming off the back of three oh seven, it just. Ooh, I was like, this is amazing. It's like, oh man, it's oh man, it's. Uh, they say busting makes you feel good, Johnny. Uh, Do they? Reading reading a good spawn issue makes me feel good, and I am feeling four sets of glasses. Did I ever, ever send you the picture of the Ghostbusters uh, toy box set they made for the new movie? No, uh, uh, I don't think you did. So they made a box set of Ghost Egon and the young girl, Egon's granddaughter. The title of the box set on the box is The Family That Bust Together. Oh, oh no, you did, you did tell me about this. Yes, yes. And I remember being skeeved out when you told me about it. 
<laughs> I was like, guys, we didn't like read that out loud once. The family that busts together. <laughs> come on. Have you? Because uh, in the song, when he says "busted," makes me feel good. Like, come on, give me a break. Have you seen the the remix of the song that it's just it's just busting? So it's just like <laughs> yeah. busting, 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 busting. Yeah, I've seen that. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's a superior version of the song. I'm not gonna lie. Um, hey, fuck off. I love Ghostbusters, the song. It's a good song, but the bustin', 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 bustin' gets stuck in your head real. Uh, feel good, feel good, feel, feel good. good. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, man. Well, we have a special segment. Uh, we're going to call it, you know what, because I'm going to use the same song. We can call it Todd's Toy Talk, but it's basically it's Todd's Merch Talk. Yeah, it is. But uh, So here we go for... A Malbolgia merch madness. The day this episode comes out is like smack dab in the middle of San Diego Comic-Con this year. Which hope you're all having a happy Comic Con yeah, if you're there. If you're there. Um, even though it's severely diminished due to the actors and writer strikes happening now um, oh right but but the todd father keeps sharing a whole bunch of exclusives going on at the image booth and we want to we want to just discuss some of them so let's uh let's go uh, pull up the picture here so yeah. that way i can see it he's having some appearances on july 20th and july 23rd he's signing with jim lee on the 20th at the dc booth so get your ass over there. That's going to be a fantastic time. Um, and then he's he's doing a a, a talk on the twenty third about um, it says cover story panel. He'll be there. Becky Cloonan will be there. J. Scott Campbell will be there. Joe Casada will be there. I think they're being clever, and a lot of these people are cover artists. So I think it's making a cover that tells a story is going to be what that panel is about. Which oh okay, that sounds excellent. That sounds excellent. It's gonna be a good a good panel of people. Good panel. Um, he posted some exclusives that they're gonna have at the image booth. They've got some uh signed posters. That's pretty cool. Um, some limited Spawn Universe comics. Um, uh, Spawn. Yeah, you get a bundle. Yeah, a bundle. It's got a couple of blank variants with uh golds gold titles a puppeteer lee version of spawn number one which now that fucking rules that that beats so much ass it looks great we all know yeah that rules. we all know uh puppeteer lee fantastic artist arguably why we're here because that king spawn number one caught my eye so hardcore with that puppeteer lee that i was like what is that yeah <laughs> um they got so some... i was like I, I wasn't like that i was like i liked that guy i used to love spawn Huh. Yeah. And then here we are now. They've got some modest deals on graphic novel bundles. Um, yeah, they're like okay. That's... Like you know, not worth going all the way there for. Yeah, if no. You don't but, have them, but yeah, if you save some money. Yeah. So a little, a little bit of money. No tax on these prices too is how it works. So that, that also helps. Oh, yeah. Um, they got a signed. I want to. Si yeah, this is what I'm excited about. Go ahead. The signed Hot Wheels Spawn Mobile. Which oh man! I I was so excited when I saw that, and then I realized that's for a signed one. And if I had a Hot Wheels Spawn mobile, I would take it out of the package, therefore ruining the right. fact that it's signed. Uh, so right. me personally, I'm just gonna jump on eBay and get one for cheaper, so I can play with it. 
But still, side Hot Wheels Spawn Mobile. Uh, Johnny, my mom just brought up all my old Hot Wheels uh, a couple weeks ago when she came to visit. And um, I had so much fun just like looking at them all again and pushing them around and being like, hey. Um, and then gave them to a coworker who has two sons under the age of seven. And oh man, he said, he said that they were so excited when he just plopped them down and they got to open them. So that's awesome. It's so man. Hot wheels kick ass. They're great. I know um, you love the hot wheels. Yeah. Uh, I love the spawn bum bums. The bum bums. Spawn bum bums. Yeah. Those are from spawn kills. Everyone little bum bums. Um, that's funny yeah uh they got some pins orb pin the available pins are cool need to get some pins i want the pins in the shirt yeah the main and then oh, and then they got shirts were spawn shirts t-shirts with spawn on them you guys yeah i remember i was complaining about how the chicago comic c2e2 i couldn't find a damn spawn shirt well look at this and it's it's a good deal are. it's 27 dollars each or yeah. two for 44 if you buy both of them, that's, that's $22 a shirt. That's a good-ass deal for a t-shirt these days. That's a great deal. Like, a $25 t-shirt is, like, standard, or, like, 28 even. Yeah. Man, man, I remember when it was, like, 15 bucks for a... Like, 15 bucks was the expensive shirt. Those were the novelty yeah. shirts that you got at the, the store that had, like, the, the long shirts that made it look like you were a sexy lady in a bikini. Or the ones... And they had a... Or, or Big Johnson. Remember Big, Big Johnson. Johnson or whatever? Oh, God. Big Johnson. My cousin um, had a ton of those. Uh... I'm, we're probably going to get canceled for bringing this one up, but uh, in Oklahoma in the late 90s and early 2000s, uh, uh, Big Chit was good, or was big. Uh, it was a uh, horribly racist caricature of a Mexican man. Um, oh, I forgot about those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yikes. Yikes, Rooney. Um, I mean, even the, 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 John, the Big Johnson ones are yikes, too. Yeah. You know they're what, all pretty yikes. You know what they need to bring back, Johnny? They need what? to bring back big dog shirts being fucking everywhere. I love a big dog shirt. Yeah, I love a big dog shirt. Love I love a big the, dog the, shirt. The, the Lost Bone Jurassic Bark is what I had. <laughs> oh, man. It's it so like good. A, it was a takeoff on the Lost World. Um, yeah, I would love to get any of that merch. Uh, so if you guys are going to Comic-Con, have fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hope you enjoy let, it. Let 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 your boys know if you're going to Comic Con and have the ability to and pick we'll stuff send you, up. Yeah, maybe get us some shirts. We'll pay you back. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Can't wait for Spawn Con. I'll be getting my own Spawn stuff. And I quit the, vaping, so I'd have so much money to spend on Spawn. It'll be amazing. Probably Spawn Con will be filled with people who just loaded up on shirts at the Image Booth and are selling them for forty bucks each. At SpawnCon. No! no, there's gonna there's gonna be there's gonna be some resale upticks. You know it. Yeah, I you know. know. Well the, the Spawn Hunter said there's also gonna be some exclusive merch. So oh hell yeah. That'll be cool. Oh man. Spawn Hunter's putting it together real nice. He said he was gonna hide one of those coins around the around the con, so I'm gonna go find one of those fucking challenge coins. I'm gonna find it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, you're gonna he's gonna I wonder if he's gonna geocache it. Make you do a little oh, that'd be scavenger fun. hunt for it. That'd be fun. Uh, but yeah, so those are the those are the announced exclusives that they got for SDCC this year, uh, spawn related. Um, and if you want to check it out, just go to Todd McFarlane's Instagram. Yeah, He's got it on there. It's the first the first pinned post there. While you're over there on Instagram, checking out all the merch for SDCC, uh, we want you to give a follow. We always like to do a shout out to one of our friends on Instagram. 
And this one is, we'd like to give a shout out to Unfinished Bread. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he does a lot of great art. So. Um, some spawns. Some spawns. Wolverines. The very, the very first, the very first thing he posted was some uh, motherfucking Godzilla. So, oh yeah, so this guy's you know, our guy. He's, he's right up our alley. Love some Unfinished yeah. Bread. Yeah, so give Unfinished Bread a follow. They got a lot of cool spawn Batman stuff too, just. All around fun account, very supportive dudes. So yeah, yeah. Make sure to give them some support. We got ourselves some music that's done by Brian. Brian is on Instagram. Brian is no longer at t.brian.foiler, y'all. Uh, so this change his handle, change it up. This is gonna. You can't even. You can't even search for it no more. Um, he is now at Brian underscore Voyles underscore twenty seven. You're. We're gonna put it in the notes. We're not gonna read how to spell it. Sorry, Brian. It's okay. But we'll make sure we'll make sure you can get there. Brian underscore Voyles underscore twenty seven. He does good shit. Yep. Give him a follow, and then give us a follow yeah. if you haven't. We are at regarding Spawn Pod, posting fun reels and pictures of our toys and pictures of us mm-hmm. and pictures of you and pictures of everybody. Yeah. Got uh. Johnny does a section called uh, a segment called Malbolge Mondays, where he just talks about cool, cool things in pop culture, whether they're spawn related or not. Uh, they've mostly all been hell related so far, so that's pretty kick ass. Yes, um, that's a, it's kind of, but yeah, they, they've all been fairly spawn adjacent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I do a, a weekly recap of the like a quick sort of review um, of the that week's books. Um, it's pretty. We're doing our pickups. Not too pretty bad. Great. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, and if you want to drop us a line, you can always hit us up at regardingspawnpod at gmail.com. Yes, indeed. Um, and I'm going to ask my question this week is Are you going to Comic Con? Did you see anything there? Did you go? Are you there right now where you're listening to this? Yeah. Hit us up. Tell us about your Comic Con experience. Send us a picture of you and the Todd Father. Hell yeah. We'd love to hear about it. Regarding spawnpod at gmail.com. If you see Thomas Healy at the bar, buy him a buy him a beer and a shot. You know he likes it. Yeah. So what are we gonna read next week, David? Next week, we're gonna be reading some uh issues of Spawn. Actually, no, no main titles at all, actually. So just a couple nope. issues from Spawn's universe. I was gonna say the names, but no. Um so we're gonna have two issues. Classic, contemporary. As you do. That's how we do it here. Mm-hmm. Our classic is going to be King Spawn number 10. Um, that is going to... Ooh! That's the black and white one. That, yeah, that is going to close the circle on our getting caught up on King Spawn. So we will no longer... Ha- wow. This will be the last classic King Spawn we cover. Not that none of them will be classic. Just the last one we cover as a classic. Because all the rest are going to be coming out. Yeah, That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then our, our new one will be Gunslinger Spawn number 20. And if I'm remembering correctly, Johnny, this one is a fucking mess, but is absolutely a wonderful, wonderful Is it the one where, with Dakota in the bathroom? It's awesome. Yeah. That's, don't, I love don't, that give that, don't give that away. Don't give that away. They got to they gotta okay. come to us for next. Gunslinger right, spawn right, number right. 20 kicks so much ass. Yeah, uh, great. I read it. On the way home during a terrible traffic day, all of the train lines were down. Traffic 
backed up everywhere. It took me like an hour and a half to get home from the point that it should only take me 40 minutes to get home. Luckily, I was able to read Gunslinger 20 on the way home on this day, and it made that trip so much better. That's what Spawn does. That's what it does. Makes the day a little better. So that's what we're doing great. next week. Great, that sounds Johnny. awesome. Yeah, it'll be I great. love King Swan. I love Gunslinger. There are, I'm, I mean, if you've been watching the Instagrams, you'll know that uh, Challengers, Johnny's store, uh, wanted shoppers from Challengers to let people know what books they were digging. Uh, Johnny submitted a video for King Spawn, and I submitted a, uh, a video for Gunslinger Spawn. So you could submit a video for The Scorched. Yeah, or just Spawn. Want. Or just Spawn. Or any of these any of these miniseries that they got. They didn't say that it had to be an ongoing series. So yeah, we got all that covered. Uh, don't forget to rate and subscribe and rate and tell your friends and family about us. Uh, they, I know they say no news is good news, but not when you uh, rely on word of mouth to advertise. So get that news out there. Tell everybody you know. Yeah, time. if you're at Comic-Con and see some Spawn people, spread the love. Yeah, be like, hey, you like Spawn? These guys like Spawn. And they... You should listen to them talk yeah. about Spawn. Yeah, yeah. We have, uh, so far, four listens in China, Johnny. So we're worldwide. Mr. Worldwide, worldwide. all right, yeah. I like that. Maybe Pitbull even listens. I think we got some listens in Florida. Pitbull, okay. Pitbull, if you listen to us, drop us a line at regardingspawnpod at gmail.com. Please do. Please. We'll, we'll, we'll figure out how to get you on the pod. Pitbull is actually pretty fucking cool. You know? Not just saying that to try to get, to get Pitbull on the show, but there was, a, there was apparently, like, a contest that Walmart put on for, yes. uh, like, like, whoever did the most of something, their hometown would get a, a, a free Pitbull concert. And there was this troll online who wanted to send Pitbull to the most isolated Walmart that exists and they ended up winning and Pitbull was like, yeah, I'll fucking do it. And then he just went and he like did a whole bunch of like community service with them and just like hung out with the 3000 people that lived in the little, uh, Alaska town that, that he got sent to. And he was, yeah, he seems like a real fucking cool dude. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Johnny, I think that just leads me to say, may the scorch be with you. And also with you, David. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Woo. It's really getting to be a scorcher in here in this Chicago in July in this closet that I record in. Like, real, it's getting hot. How, mm -hmm. how are you doing? Uh, oh, man, I am I am in a nice air-conditioned room. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, I am. I'm just going to move this. Oh, my God. I'm so hot that I touched 307 and it just bursts into flames. Oh, man. Oh, no. Oh, no. Wait. What will I do? Did you toy portal to Mustafar? No, I'm throwing this thing in the toy portal. I'm saying goodbye to 307 forever. Woo. We're throwing in the toy portal. We're throwing it to Mustafar. We're saying goodbye. It's somehow not going to melt in the lava. It's gonna. It's gonna. No, it like... won't burn. It can't. It's like. It's like. It's like this. In, it's like this invincible totem from like Indiana Jones. It cannot burn. What is the problem? How do. How do you burn send it? it? Send it back to Archimedes so he can make Greek fire with it or some shit. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Thank you.